0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is a Lip Media Podcast.
1: Hello from Lit Media. Welcome to Lemon the show giving you the squeeze of pop culture. As always, you're joined by Thomas Tan, which is me, and Philip, that's me. Hello. <laughs> and coming up today on the show, why Taylor Swift's opening up about her eating disorder is a big win. And what's the deal with the western remake of all Asian TV series or movies? And finally, what does having a personal life in today's digital age even mean? But first, how was your week?
0: Hello, welcome back to the show. I am this week I am not tired, recovered from my jet lag and this week has been great besides from the adjusting back to work thing and um yeah, how's your week? <laughs> I've fallen sick again. Oh, no. <laughs> like,
1: my goodness.
0: You are very sick, my friend.
1: But the thing is, I always take like, my vitamin C tablets and my garlic horseradish, and I take
0: heaps of multivitamins. Isn't it funny? It's always some, the ones that who are most careful are the ones who always get sick. Mm, <laughs> I had a bit of a coronavirus scare this <sighs> week, didn't yes, I? Yes, you did. I mean, last week we spoke about um, not trying not to be too paranoid, <laughs> um, but this week... To be honest, I was a bit paranoid because you were a bit sick. Mm. And because you were kind of like showing the symptoms of the... You know, what well, they said on the news, right? Similar to what they were saying on the news. So, I was equally as paranoid as you were this week. But what happened? Tell us the story. It's like... um, So, I
1: had a cough. And I still have a bit of a cough now, right? I've got the, you know, like the phlegmy thingy. Mm-hmm. And then I my whole body's aching. So, i got flu-like symptoms.
0: And you sleep so much now. I've been sleeping a lot like crazy. Like, I've been waiting for you to pass three hours for you to wake up so we could do our podcast. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sorry.
1: And also, like, this sore throat has been killing me. Mm. So then I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I have been to China. But then I'm like, can't be right because it doesn't feel like I, I don't know. So then what I did, right? So I went. And called up the doctors, my normal GP and then like I called you beforehand. You're like, you know, you need to make sure that like, you call them like precaution and tell them you got the virus. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> and here's me telling people not to be paranoid. <laughs> but just
0: just to be safe though, you, yeah, it's always good to call if you're going to go get checked for the virus. Let at them the GP. know. Let them know so they can yeah. prepare like a room mm. and for them to isolate you so they don't get other patients there sick.
1: Exactly. But the thing is, when I got to my GP clinic, they said you can't come here. You need to go straight to the hospital. Oh. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? Like I already spoke to them the phone, they me to go away. I'm like, okay, fair enough. I understand the protocol. So I drove all the way to the hospital, right? And then before I did that, I called them again. But so then I parked my car, walked to the hospital. Did you
0: Wait, did you go to the emergency
1: room? I went to the, yeah. I was supposed to go to, you're supposed to go to the emergency room. Mm. But the first room that I went to, and plus I was wearing my mask. This is already approved N95 mask that I yep. bought, right? <laughs> so I walk into the um, the hospital thinking that this is an emergency. And then she's like, hi, can I help you? I'm like, hi, um, you know, I called on the phone earlier, but, possible having coronavirus and she pushed (gasps) herself away from her desk like
0: oh my god she like flew backwards and then
1: (laughs) she flew backwards covered her mouth and she's like you're in the wrong area it's that (gasps) way and like whoa holy crap did i tell
0: you which which ward to go to no she
1: didn't she's like you're in the wrong area you need to go that way so she pointed to which way so i had to walk out and go all the way there which probably an extra two minutes walk
0: what about what about the other patients in the waiting room were they like Shook
1: that you're there. I don't know, probably. <laughs> but then when I got to the emergency room, right, so they did all the protocols. They're so like, tell your name, what's has been happening, what kind of symptoms you had so and then they check your um, temperature and everything. And then there were other patients there who also had um, flu-like coronavirus symptoms too, and they were all Asian. Can you believe it? Oh, that doesn't help with the stereotypes. It doesn't. <laughs> and then the majority of the people in the waiting room were Caucasian, and as soon as you walk in, they all start covering their mouths with oh their jumpers, no. their hands, and they just stare at you. <sighs> oh my God, this is really like, it is the right thing to do is to go to the hospital. Yep. But when you're judged by them, you're like, okay, fair, there's nothing you can do. So I waited around in the hospital. And then you know I got a lot of, asked a lot of questions, and the nurses they were extremely nice, and the people in the medical industry like hearts and hats to them because they worked so tired and so hard, right? So then probably about an hour later, they put me in a room by myself. And then the doctor came in and then he asked me a couple of questions. And he's like, wait, okay. So wait, t- was the
0: doctor wearing any protective gear? Oh my God,
1: he was wearing like full <laughs> hazardous gear. Like he was going to into like a nuclear power plant type of gear. <laughs> and, but he was extremely kind. He was like, I apologize about my outfit. You know, this is just protocol. So tell, tell me what have you been feeling? Tell me about your dates. And I um, just told them exactly my dates. I was upfront and honest. And the thing is, guys, I could tell there was... Other patients there who had flu-like symptoms, and they were trying to pass details to the nurses, but they weren't very straightforward. You, know, you mean like
0: the the other people who were suspected with? Yeah. So yeah. when the
1: nurses try to triage you, they ask you questions, yeah. and then they're very like bluff about it because. That you know they're scared. Yeah, I mean like getting quarantined doesn't sound fun. <laughs> exactly, but the thing is like this is the point you need to be upfront and honest about yeah. it. So people like for example like the nurse asking the other dude was like, "So you know tell me about your dates, so what's been happening?" He's like, "You know I don't even have um you know I don't even have any symptoms you know but I'm just here." I'm like, "Huh? This doesn't oh. even make sense." It so doesn't. You know what what I mean? happens
0: with the hysteria with all the reporting around this virus? Like it's just making people think they have the symptoms mm. because as soon as you told me you were going to hospital for it, I'm but like,
1: I knew I had this symptoms. that was
0: different. I know, but the thing is, when you told me up, I was fine up until you told me that you are going to the hospital to get checked for the virus because we were in China right so mm. if you had the virus obviously I had it mm. too as soon as you told me my throat started feeling really sore holy shit
1: but when I was in the hospital room by myself doctor came in I told him everything like showed up like my dates what my symptoms were and then he's like oh he, he, when I saw the look on his face he's like he looked disappointed that I didn't have the virus. <laughs> and, and then... You made, him, you made him dress up in the... <laughs> I made him dress up all here. the house exactly for nothing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry. But then he was like, oh, is that it? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, "Do you, you don't even qualify to even get didn't tested test. for the virus. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely not going to have the virus. But even if you hypothetically do, like you're going to fight it off anyway as a normal person. And you just have flu-like symptoms. And on top of that, it's mostly we're concerned about the old and the young. And I'm like, oh, I knew
0: that, but... Okay, sure. No, no that's yeah. true. I've seen a lot of Twitter videos and stuff of people just fighting off the virus in isolation. Mm. So then that it's just like,
1: oh, but at least now I have peace of mind, you know, yeah. at
0: least you know that you're
1: okay. Oh uh, yeah, I know that I'm My fine My mum is going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is all cured that you told me that you don't <laughs> have <happen> anymore. <laughs> Where's your sore throat? What happened <laughs> to it, it disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, let's find out what's making pop culture news this week.
0: Let's take a live look now outside. Ladies and gentlemen of America. Ariana Grande lick and spit on the merchandise. There can be a hundred people in the room. Lady <laughs> alone. Catch me outside, how about that? Rise and shine.
1: China, 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 China. China. On to our first squeeze segment. James Corden has actually responded to rumors that he actually doesn't drive in his hit segment Carpool Karaoke. So Phil, what is your thoughts on this entire
0: time? So as you know, a viral picture and video actually went viral on Twitter this week showing that you know, a segment of James Corden and Justin Bieber recording a new show for them. And it went viral because his car was getting towed and he wasn't driving. Mm. And so everyone is having complete trust issues now because obviously in the videos, (laughs) it looks like he's driving, right? Yeah. But now it's been revealed that he actually doesn't drive for all, all of the segments because some segments is a bit dangerous to drive in. So now he's gone on air telling people that... He mostly drives, but due to the safety of, you know, you know, hosting the world's most famous celebrities, they decide to not drive for some of the segments because it's dangerous because they might have to dance or they might mm. have to do some costume changes. To be honest, right, I thought this was a given. I thought that he did
1: this... Pretty much with every single host because the people that he's in his car right, their net worth is like half a billion. Dollars, oh no, they're they're 200. crazy. So if he crashes and he dies, he's screwed. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he actually no, he's actually said that he actually drives most of them. He does, and then yeah. we, he put up a list on that video. <laughs> it was a long list. It was a long, and then the people that he didn't drive for was probably like less than two, uh, like it ten. Like four, it was
0: actually just four people. It was a it very was small Justin, amount. Justin, Cardi B, and someone else I can't remember. There was a couple of people. Yeah, but why are people so shocked? I think people just, it just, I mean, like we just like to believe what we see on TV mm. and it does, I mean, like he he is driving most of the time, but some of the time, you know, it's obvious that he's not driving his hands off the steering wheel mm-hmm. and he's just seeing off his lungs and mm. yeah, I guess people are just, just, not disappointed, but a bit surprised, I guess like you've seen that with me
1: right when i'm driving my focus is lost and there's so many times i've almost crashed because i'm just concentrating on the lyrics or whatever so if he has i don't know i do i couldn't do what he does and he did
0: mention that because he's from england they drive on the other side of the road it's true so this is the reason why he wanted to tell everyone that he drives because it's an accomplishment to drive on the opposite end of way
1: and now Billie Eilish, um, while the Grammy Award winner chatted to the Rolling Stones recently about her hit song, Bad Guy, she revealed the inspiration behind the famous tune. She said that she was out for a walk in Sydney, crossing the road with her mum, before hearing the doop-doop. <laughs> is that the doop-doop? Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it a let's, doop, let's, doop Okay, to be clear, we're <laughs> referring to like, you know, the traffic when you're waiting in traffic. I don't know
0: if it's like this in other cities in mm. around the world, but... In Australia, in Melbourne, Sydney, we have like the doop doop waiting sign where I you. How wait- do you know how to explain the doop like, I can hear it in my head. Yeah, yeah. But I can't do it with my mouth. I think there's a word for it, but like, <laughs> just imagine you're crossing the your road, you press that button, and you're and you're mm. waiting you hear that doop-doop doop. and then you know when it turns green, it changes rhythm. it. sounds
1: good, right? Exactly. But she recorded that tune and brought it back to her brother and incorporated that into Bad Guy,
0: which is like the biggest song of the year. Exactly. But, yeah, this got me thinking, Tom, what was the strangest place because you're a musician, right? So mm. what's the strangest place you ever got inspiration from? To be honest, I don't really get inspiration from sounds? Yes you do. That's a lie. What? I remember. you remember that one time we were drinking at my house and you mm. got really drunk mm. and then you're like, pause, hold on. And then you put it at Your phone You start making These melodies Recording melodies no, That's different
1: <laughs> these, were me- these are like Melodic Lyrical sounds In my
0: head Yeah but where Did the idea come from Was it from The, the sound of the Wine pouring No or? I do remember That actually What happened was When I got really Drunk that night
1: I was what I had like I don't know I was thinking about Those Asian dynasty Things <laughs> You know like the girls like really pale skin yeah. and like the emperors that fight each other but you know the theme songs usually before it's there's like um like a, what J. Chow does mm-hmm. who's a big ch- a Chinese artist Um, they they play something like you know like a, it's like an like, Asian instrument like a harp or something? It's it's kind of like a harp but it's like a, we've got a pipa mm-hmm. which is like they pluck with their fingernails so oh, I like had the that Chinese playing, traditional yeah, thing, yeah so I just had that tune in my head the entire night but I was going into my voice they're going oh, no 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 <laughs> but Other than that, I honestly don't, you know, sample music sounds. I only, I guess, look at
0: lyrics. Similar to how, you know, get inspiration, like musicians get inspiration from different places. Mm. As someone who works in hospitality and has to, you know, create menus and stuff, Mm. like food menus, um, I get my ideas from, like, the weirdest place. Um, For example, if I'm trying to come up with a new donut flavour, there was one time I got an idea from having brunch, just, like, a random brunch, (laughs) Mm. eating something and, and, you know, I'm like, Oh this is a cool flavor I'm like what if I try and incorporate it into like a donut flavor mm. um but yeah the ideas could come from like the weirdest place like um sometimes I could be showering and and that would somehow, like, give me an idea for a flavour. That's what Natalie Chan would do. (laughs) she you have some wax paper and pencils. Oh, yes, Natalie Chan. If you're a community (laughs) community channel fan, you would know what that reference is.
1: Oh my gosh, I miss her. She needs to come back. But yes, but I honestly think coming back to Billie Eilish,
0: it's her brother that is a genius. Her brother is, like, a misunderstood, not misunderstood, but, like, underrated person who's not getting enough credit. He is amazingly talented. So is Billie. She's really amazing Mm. as well, but... I think it's, her brother, which is the
1: brains behind her music, because it took her five years. To catch. He would sit in his room for five years and do this album over and just make everything perfect, and it paid off. Mm-hmm. And he also has his own music, so please go check it out as well. And on to next big news, Miss Taylor Swift has dropped a new documentary titled Miss Americana on Netflix, and
0: she's made a couple of revelations in her life. Isn't that right, Phil? She has. It's been a really big week for her, actually. So she's been hyping up this new documentary called Miss Americana, which sounds like a pizza to me, <laughs> um, for weeks now. And it's finally been released as of last night for us. Mm. And since then, she's made some really big, relevant, rele- I can never say that word, Re- revelations, revelations uh, about her life. And one of them was about her eating disorder. And you kind of like don't expect that from her. She doesn't look like someone who would. Mm, that's the thing with like, you can't tell with people suffering from eating disorders. Exactly. And, and I think this is why it's really good for someone. Someone Like Taylor Swift to come out, you know, the world's most powerful celebrity to come out and say that she suffers from this. Um, but I just wanted to bring up this really heartbreaking quote from the documentary. Hmm. She said, You don't ever say to yourself, I have an eating disorder, but you know you're making a list of everything that you put in your mouth, and you know that is probably not right. Then again, there's so many diet blogs that tell you what you should do, she says. Reading this quote from the documentary was very heartbreaking because I think so many people can relate to this. Mm. And yeah, for someone who's like Taylor to come out, it's really good because she gets to normalise, you know, this whole discussion about eating disorders. But are you really surprised that it's been revealed in her document that
1: she has suffered from this, being that she's female, she's been in the industry for so long. Mm. And on top of that, because she started when she was just a young teenager, Girl, yeah. body image, and the media that they—the way they portray women to look and to act—it's such a tormenting thing for someone like her.
0: Exactly, and you know, for someone like her who's always in the public eye, you know, she gets criticism about her body. For example, when mm. she came back for Reputation, she got a bit more curvier, and there was this whole big discussion about Taylor gaining weight, even though she was like normal size. Mm. Um, and then there are times when she's like really thin, and people are like, "Oh wow, she's looking so good right now." And I think both of it, both of it is really bad because even when you're praising someone about their body, you're kind of saying, okay, this is what you should look like, you know? So, and then for that person, when you don't look like that, you're like, oh shit, I failed everyone. And like, I need to like lose weight and not eat anymore.
1: Mm. And then she was also saying how in the documentary that when she was performing on tour, the feeling that she's going for, or the feeling that she's striving for is actually, you know, when on the brink of passing out that's how you should feel when you're on tour but no she didn't know that no No one's educated on that as well
0: yeah and it's really interesting because in this documentary she talks about you know being this apolitical person who doesn't have a political stance and how she was kind of coached from people in her label to kind of be like the good girl the Mm. good girl who kind of does you know doesn't say anything doesn't do anything just sits there and looks pretty so, you know, she's kind of has taken on this for the most part of her career. And now she's only coming out to speak out about, you know, no, you know what, I'm just going to stand up to this. I'm going to, you know, live my life the way I want it to live. Mm. And the thing is,
1: because she's a white female, whenever she voices her opinion she's always going to be deemed a bitch which is unfortunate you know mm. that's the reason why she had that song um, The Man yes. where if uh, if she was a, ma- a man in this industry or in this world she could have been a lot more further up She, the things that she could have got would been, have been happening for her so much quicker mm. but a lot of women who are in the industry whenever they do speak about things politically whenever they do speak about things which are right mm. they get labelled as the bitch which is so unfortunate
0: exactly and you know they people just want female pop stars to just did them look pretty? But do you remember the Dixie Chicks when they were like the I biggest? I do, there? yes. So in this documentary, she speaks about the Dixie Chicks, who was like the biggest country stars, the country group in the world at the time. Um, so in 2003, they made a comment about George Bush, um, kind of like criticizing him and his politics and that was the end of their career. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's why we never heard of the Dixie Chicks again. I
1: know they made the song Not Ready to Make Nice for mm. something that happened, but I didn't know what was the thing that happened.
0: Yeah, so Taylor spoke about this, and she said that, you know, her, not her managers, but maybe people in the label, and industry kept mm. using this example for her, you know, if you start being political and start speaking out, this is what happened to your career as well. And so that's the kind of reason why she's kind of been very apolitical and not, you know, say much. But bringing back to the discussion about eating disorders, eating disorders affects everyone, you know, male, females, all, all shapes and sizes. And I
1: think that there is a lot more that has to come out with eating disorders not just being female but also with men as well as like you were saying mm. in different communities especially Correct. like you were telling me like in the gay community yes. how you know it's you have to look a certain way to even be part of yes. a community which spent years
0: fighting for to belong someone which is so strange i know can you believe it sometimes you can't you're, sometimes you're not hot enough to be gay like exactly that's <laughs> <what> <laughs> <how to go. laughs> But going into Korean news and K-pop mm. news, Parasite's like the biggest movie for some reason. Yes, because it's uh, one. S- yeah. I hope we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it, but... I really want to go see so, it because there's so much hype around it. Because in Australia, it's been out for like seven or eight months now and it's still in cinemas, which is wow. crazy. With um, Parasite, it's done.
1: it's been doing so well. And it's also from the creators that created Host as well. Another mm-hmm. huge impacting movie, which is done by the same mm-hmm. director.
0: Bong Joon-ho, who's the director of Parasite, he's kind of been like labelled as the next Steven Spielberg by everyone Everyone in Hollywood. He's like the biggest thing in Hollywood right now. And so the movie Parasite has been like, cleaning up the award shows broken records left and right mm. you know the one academy awards golden globe sag awards like everything and so now hbo which is like a cable network in america they're really interested and i think it's been confirmed already that they want to like remake you know the movie into like a tv series and i have mixed feelings about this because why can't they just watch the original with subtitles <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly. No, it's true. Why and wh- why is there a lot of American movies that, you know, let's get broadcast in Vietnam, Thailand, Malaysia, Japan, East Asian countries, and they just don't remake really it. They just put subtitles on it. But, you know, so many other movies which were actually originated from the Japanese or the Asian series first, like, you know, you have The Grudge, mm-hmm. The Ring, Shudder from Thailand. These movies have done so well after local blockbuster. But when... The Americans see it. They don't want to give the original its glory. They just want to remake it, rehash it, make a couple more bucks, and that's it.
0: Do you think this has like to do with like American and people in the Western world not being used to seeing Asian people, and they feel uncomfortable watching Asian people on you know the big screen? That is a good question because you know this movie Parasite, you know, because it's like the biggest thing right now it's breaking a lot of stereotypes that, you know, Asian actors and actresses, you know, aren't good. Asian movies aren't good. So for a movie like this to come out and to prove that people in Asia have some really impressive skills and that we can make really good cinema and as well, for them to remake, it kind of, like, takes it away from all mm, of that.
1: And the fact is...
0: It's done so well internationally, and
1: that's what impresses them so much is that because it doesn't hasn't done well just only in the Southeast Asian market, mm-hmm. but it's also done well in the Western market, they want to take part of that and just do it themselves. Because they always think, we can do it better. We mm. can do it better here in America. We can do it in a Western country. Mm.
0: Some, like some movies, when they try to remake it, it's shit because... Sometimes what makes the movie great is the culture behind it, you know, mm. the culture in like the Asian culture, you know. Mm.
1: And like, I watched The Grudge um, in Malaysia Early this year, actually, with my cousins. The Hollywood remake or? The Hollywood remake, <laughs> the newest one that came out. And I've, I've only fallen asleep twice in movies. And this was the second oh, time. It was like a horror
0: movie as well. It
1: was. And I love horror. Mm-hmm. I don't... Maybe it was because I was tired. I'd give the, you know, the movie the benefit of the doubt. But probably not. But <laughs> to be honest, I fell asleep. And that oh, says no. a lot. Because, you know, I never fall asleep in movies. Yeah,
0: no, I usually... I'm usually <laughs> the one who falls asleep in movies. Exactly. So, I don't know. So, it
1: feels like, you know, sometimes that... If a movie's done so well,
0: just leave it alone. Mm. One of the quotes that, you know, the, the director Bong made at the Golden Globes was really good. He said, once you overcome the one inch tall barrier of subtitles, you'll be introduced to so many more amazing film. And of mm. course he means in Asia. It's like, we're lucky because we grew up watching a lot of Asian, you know, TV and cinema. So I can definitely agree There's so much great movies and so much great TV shows to watch that is made in asia that doesn't mm. need to be remade and the funny thing is
1: it's the culture now which is actually the young generations have actually broken that barrier of subtitles a lot of people now watching anime yeah and a couple of years ago if you watch anime you were the weird asian kid <laughs> the one that pushes glass up and saying like, you know <laughs> but nowadays like, everybody's watching things internationally and i think it's because programs like netflix you know, Stan, it brings a brighter reach and an easier reach for a lot of international films mm. but then again a lot of American movies which have been remade have also been turned into shit, like, you know, Mean Girls and Mean Girls 2. So sometimes, you know, Hollywood, don't fix what is not broken. Coming up next on the show, does anybody have a personal life anymore? And we have some new recommendations for this week. But first, here's a word from today's sponsor.
0: Escape your everyday with out-of-this-world action. From the gritty apocalypse of the Walking Dead universe to the cyberpunk realm of The Watch and the criminal underbelly of Gangs of London, AMC Plus is more than entertaining. It's epic. Feel all the chills and thrills with Shudder's halfway to Halloween month. Experience Shudder's biggest month of horror featuring a new season of Creepshow and new movie premieres every week. All available ad-free and on demand. Start your free trial today at amcplus.com. So I came across this article the other day talking about, you know, whether or not it's possible to have a personal life anymore. And it kind of like resonated with me because when I think about, you know, the last 10 years or so, you know, we've had social media, no other age group has ever had social media before. We're kind of like the first one experiencing through Mm. this. And through social media, we see a lot of people, you know, turning their hobbies into careers now. People are you know, using their own personal life and turning it to personal brands now. So it got me thinking, you know, what does a personal life even mean? If we, if our hobbies is our work now, our personal life is our work now, so what is personal life now? There's no clear distinction Mm, for it. And that's a bit of a tricky
1: question because even for myself, right, it's I've turned my hobbies or I'm trying to turn my hobby into a work life. Mm -hmm. And I guess because... We come from a generation that we got things that a lot of people didn't get in the past. That's true. Our grandparents were, you know, fighting against wars. Our parents were running away from a lot of political messes, just trying to survive and, you know, make ends meet. And here is a generation who is very intelligent, Mm -hmm. very young, who is adapting very, very quickly to social media, technology. And then now, because their parents have, or majority of parents are quite well off, the kids nowadays, like you and me, we are able to do whatever our heart's desires. Mm.
0: I think what you're trying to say is that we're kind of like the first generation to have, to be able to be freely choose what we want to do. Like, for example, you know, we get, we have an education. Our parents used to, you know, have to work whatever jobs they could, you know. So back then in the days, they would, you know, when people asked them, you know, what what do you normally do in your personal life? They'll just answer with, you know, my hobbies are this, My I like doing this in my spare time whatsoever. But these days, because we're so blessed with everything, you know, we turn our hobbies into careers. Mm. We, You know, we turn our personal lives into brands on Instagram. Mm. Everyone's an influencer now. So, you know, like when people ask me what I do in my personal life, I kind of don't know how to respond to that either because... Like, for, for example, we're in
1: my sister's room. We're doing a podcast. Your personal life, before we did podcasting, you would listen to podcasts in your off time. Mm-hmm. You listen to so many other things. You learn, you would read. So you've turned, you know, your love for podcasting into actually doing podcasting. It is. And that, okay,
0: like, don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> we're not like a massive podcasting... Mm, not yet. ...joy or whatever. Like, we do this in our spare time. We enjoy it. It's, it's a passion that we mm. do, right? Um, but, you know, a lot of people we know, you know... They started, for example, like... Someone might have started, like, a baking business. And now it's turned to, like, their whole career now. And so... When, when someone asks you, what do you do in your spare time? How do you answer that? Because your spare time is actually doing work. Mm, and the thing is, with the, these personal life things,
1: a lot of it is a very niche market. So, a lot of people have always wanted to do it, but no one's had the guts to do it yet. Or someone hasn't done it before. So, this actually reminded me of something that I saw back um, when I was back in high school. There was this lady who's a beautiful sewer. Like her, her craftsmanship, her skills is amazing. So, her child, or her son, I think it's her son, he was drawing a picture of this cartoon creature. And he always carried this picture wherever he went. And you know what she did? She created a tangible plushy toy that looked exactly like the drawing that Mm. her son did. And when she posted it online... Moms, dads from around the world were sending her pictures. Yeah. My kid's drawing this. Can you please make this? Can you please make this? And I remember she saying how she was booked out for one whole year.
0: So it became her work.
1: It became her work. And mm. she wasn't charging, you know, cheap prices as well. These were like very technical kind of drawings, these kids. But she was, happened to kind of create that into a life-size plushie. So what she loved to do, she made lots and lots
0: of money off it as mm. well. And another point to make, is that, you know, over the last couple of years, we've kind of fell into this, like, hustle culture. You know, people are Mm. always working now. People always have to do something. People, you know, constantly working. If you're not working, it's a bad thing. Mm. And, you know, people are trying to make their lives more efficient now, so people try to find quicker and faster ways of doing things. So, you know, is there even a time for those sort of people to have personal lives? Like, is there work because their work would be constantly their life. Like these days when people ask me like what I do in my personal time, because I've kind of like also kind of like fell into this hustle culture. When I, when people ask me what I do, I kind of feel bad when I say nothing. Like, because literally when I, when I want to have time to myself, I literally do nothing. Mm. And so I'm embarrassed to even say that to people because I'm worried that they're going to judge me that I'm lazy and, and stuff like that. So, it, I think it's really toxic <laughs> that, mm. you know, if for us to feel this way that we're not doing enough even though we're constantly working and improving ourselves... I just think, you know, we need to redefine what personal life means because these days it's hard to have hobbies now that aren't careers anymore. Mm. So, And if you look at my
1: mom, right, for example, if you ask her, hi, auntie, what do you do in your spare time? She'll be like, oh, you know, I like watching TV. I like gardening and gardening is a big part of her life, you mm, know. yeah, She likes planting flowers, going out to nursing, not nursing her nursery, nursery, nursery. Garden nurseries. Garden <laughs> nurseries. <laughs> and she likes looking at all these kind of flora stuff in her spare time. So then my mom's approaching this kind of age in her life or time in her life that she just wants to slow down a little bit and I'm like, mom, why don't you just, you know, open your own flower shop because you love flowering. Mm-hmm. Um, you love looking at flowers so much. You love gardening so much. But then, because of the older generation mentality, they're like, but it's not enough money. It's like, it's not more, as I can't earn more money being a florist than being what I'm doing now. But I'm like, that's not true. If you're ultimately good at it and if you ultimately love it, then obviously your job's going to kind of flourish as well. But I think it's just a switch mentality that we Mm -hmm. have that our parents don't have as well. So is it possible to have a personal life in this day and age then? I think it is if your personal life is to do nothing right, then that's your personal life. Exactly, it's my personal life. And it's like, you know, like Taylor Swift, her personal life, she wants to keep private. That's what she said. Yeah. And I think it's a choice whether or not we or other people want to publicize it or turn it into a money-making machine
0: or a brand. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not a personal life anymore if you're, I guess, like, you're making money from it or if it's, like, too public size, I guess. Like, for example, if you're mm. sh- constantly sharing everything that you do in your personal life, I don't think that's personal anymore. Mm. Like, for me, yeah, per- my personal, in my personal life, I like doing nothing. Yeah. And so I feel like if, you, yeah, if, if you don't share it, then it's something that's personal to you.
1: Mm. And I guess, in a way, that's why it's called personal life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And a recommendation.
0: I almost can't remember what I recommended last week because I was that tired last week. Really? Yeah. What did you even recommend? I don't remember.
1: I don't remember. I don't even remember. Did you
0: recommend Simple Life? No, I did
1: not. You can recommend
0: this one. No, okay. I actually do have a recommendation <laughs> I want to make. That's not Simple Life by Parasilton and Nicole Ritchie. Um, I want to recommend this TV series called The Act. So it's based on a true story on Gypsy Rose and Didi. So I made you watch an episode last night. You did. <laughs> so um, if, you, if you're aware of the story about Gypsy Rose, who was a girl in a wheelchair, who was apparently suffering from cancer and about 100 other diseases and medical condition... Um, but what happened was that her mum was kind of, like, forcing her to be sick and kind of, like, feeding her medicine mm. so that she would look sick yep. so that they could make money from people donating, yep. getting, you know, fundraisers and stuff like that. Getting perks as well, you know, like, going, perched, to parks, going, going to a theme park, going celebrities, yep.
1: getting a free house. Yeah.
0: So this was actually a true story. So what happened in the real-life case was that she ended up speaking to this boy who was a bit on, um, wasn't like mentally. was on the spectrum. Yeah. So he and they met on. Can I just say they met on Christian mingle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all places, they met on Christian mingle, and um, so, and sh- so she's kind of like really manipulative because she learned it from her mum, right? Mm. So she manipulated this boy to murder her mum so that she they could run off together and live a happy ever after. Um, but obviously, she got caught. And yeah, that's what the movie's about, other oh, shows about. When I was watching the show, right, the only thing I could think of was, wow, the cast that they got was actually pretty big. <laughs> the cast was incredible and they've been nominated for so many awards and honestly, it was a really good cast. Like when you're watching, like, oh my God, it's that person. Oh my God, it's so... <laughs> I don't know the real life name, but I'd be like, oh my God, it's the girl from American, American Horror Story. Oh my God, it's the guy
1: from American <laughs> Horror Story. Oh my God, it's Alison <laughs> Dubois from Medium, yeah. you know, but it's like... I felt that when I was watching it, though, because I did play the cast so well. You, you said that you hated
0: the guy who murdered the mom because he was that good at it acting. He was that good.
1: <laughs> and when someone, like, plays their role to make
0: you hate that character, you know they've done mm-hmm. such a great job. 100%. Um, but, yeah, go and watch it. Um, it's out in... Is actually not out in Netflix and Stan. Where did you um, watch it? I actually bought it on Google Play. You I bought really, it on Google Play? Because I really wanted to watch it. So wow. So I paid 20 bucks for it and it's worth it. Because it's like it's like a movie ticket for us. Holy crap, you bought an- <laughs> <laughs> it. It's only 20 bucks and it's, you get eight hours of entertainment. So that's how True. I thought about it. So there's it. eight episodes. Eight
1: episodes, yeah. Wow. Well, on my recommendation. I put it on my Instagram, but Dua Lipa's new song, <sighs> I, knew, I knew what you are going to recommend that song. You knew it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Why? Like it's been on repeat since Friday. <laughs> it has
1: because I, I love New Music Friday, so I always check out um, New Music Friday UK, Australia, and Singapore because I just want to see what's new that's out there, usually by a big artists. But when Dua Lipa, what happened was I came. Where did I come from?
0: Well, you were at my house last night because I was at your we house, were having yeah. dinner, and you literally stood at the comments like a little kid reading all the comments like Yes, Queen. Yes, <laughs> she's coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but when I first heard the song, right.
1: Oh, yeah, I was coming from the hospital. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right from the hospital yesterday. Oh, yeah. I was coming from the hospital. And then I saw on <laughs> Music Friday that dual Lipa released a new song, Physical. And I'm like, oh, this, this, like, the title, Physical, it sounds really, like shit, right? Yeah. Physical. Like, ugh. Some, yeah, sometimes you can look at a song time, like, that's going to be a shit song. But my goodness, <laughs> as soon as I pressed play, I got chills. <laughs> this is probably like the real coronavirus coming out. <laughs> but I was livid, like, not livid, livid is the wrong word. I was living, like, when I listen to a new song When that comes out right There's this Surge of emotion I'm not sure if it's like Hormones in my body <laughs> But it makes me feel like It's not an orgasm <laughs> But it's like Another type of orgasm oh Like my, my whole
0: like, like a music orgasm Ear-g- Eargasm orgasm. <laughs> yes.
1: It's I, The way I can explain it Is that know sometimes When people watch a movie right they, they experience this movie That I wish I could forget the entire movie oh, And rewatch the yes. movie enti- All again mm-hmm. like People said that About Interstellar And I felt the same way With some songs Mm -hmm. so dual Physical was that one Mm. and it was very similar to blinding lights too because they're going for like the very 80s retro feel
0: I was going to say like you predicted this like trend I did like I remember last year telling me like the 80s are coming back and literally the 80s are back right now. I it's told so you.
1: <laughs> I even told you that Waltz and Triplets and all these kind of different harmonies are coming back. Mm-hmm. And they came back. Ariana Ari Grande did it. Yeah. So 80s music has come. And I love the 80s music genre. And it fits so well because people are so into you know, like, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. People are into, like, you know, American Horror Story 1980, whatever whatever that new one is. And I think... The new music that's coming out it's going to be very retro feel. Mm. But if you're looking for a brand new song, listen to Physical by Dua Lipa. And if you're looking for a brand new TV series, you can buy it on Google Play for 20 bucks mm-hmm. or
0: just wait until it's when's it out on Netflix, you know? I don't think it's going to be out on Netflix cuz I think it was out, it was on Hulu, which is like another streaming uh... service. So And that's only in America, so I don't think it's going to be out on Netflix. But it's worth it. $20 is so worth it for eight hours of entertainment. It's like that's you true. go to the cinema and spend $26 on the ticket and you only get two hours. That is true. So The movie is really expensive and it's too expensive. It is.
1: Anyways, so that's all we have for today, folks. Woohoo. And thank you so much for making it to this far in our show.
0: Hopefully we didn't speak too fast because we got a few comments from our friends who <laughs> actually listen to the show and some of them are... Uh, international students mm. and they some of the comments they told us some of the feedback they gave us was that we speak too fast and, and listen to us to learn english <laughs> yeah and, oh no. i don't know, and i and i feel really bad cuz sometimes i know when i'm talking i speak really fast and i think it's a a really australian thing cuz when we were overseas we met people who weren't from australia and, and sometimes really slow oh yeah and it's they, they look at us and then with the arson can you understand what we're saying <laughs> because we speak we tend to as Australians we do speak really
1: fast we do but on the other hand I've had other friends who do listen to podcasts they put their podcast on 1.5 speed 1. 1.25 so to find the balance that fits or I guess it's a little bit too
0: hard okay well hopefully we didn't speak too fast I think we spoke really fast okay then we'll slow <laughs> down next week we'll try better <laughs> next week but yeah as always if you want to um, comment on anything that we've discussed come and join us on our Facebook group called Lemon Community on Facebook we're also on Instagram at Lemon Podcast and go and vote on a poll that we have currently running which will probably be Different over by ourselves yeah a yeah. Our poll a poll about those ugly shoes you wore oh my goodness <laughs> Look, I'm all about dress to express, not dress to impress. All right, then. Um, (laughs) But yeah, if you like this show, please come and subscribe to us on iTunes, ACAST, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And we'll be back next week in your ears. We'll
1: see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye.